Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Cobalt Cave. As we've thrown open the doors, invited some ne'er do wells into our home. We have two guests today. We usually have one, but we've decided to branch out a little bit. We have two guests today. We have the lovely Tony from Shorefire Designs, also from Roll the Damn Dice. She plays Oriana, Tiefling Rogue, as well as Cadis. Yeah, as well as Cadis on Homebrew Havoc, a Aladrin Elf. Eladrin, Eladrin, Sorcerer, that as well. And we have with us today as well a pillar of the TTRP community, TTRPG oh. community. A, <laughs> a man who, has, who knows no introduction, a returning guest. He is, as I said before, um, what did I say before? It was like popped uh, fresh or something? I can't remember. Anyway. I don't know. It was, it was yeah. over-complimentary, I remember. Yes. So thank it, you very much. That's fine. He is... Monty Beefcastle on DMDM Studios Booty, as well as playing Dodo, the Owlin Monk on Homebrew Havoc, is Mr. Callum Lee. So thank you both for joining us. Thank you. Yes, indeed. Welcome, welcome. welcome. Pull up pull up a little yeah. rock. We unfortunately we don't have cushions in the Cobalt Cave. We can't afford them yet. So um sorry. You get the crisis. It, it is, is a cost of living know, crisis, you know. isn't it? You know, this is what happens when mm. you live in a cave. You don't get cushions. Um, yeah. But welcome back, guys. So gather, uh, gather by the fireside. Yeah. Welcome back, Callum. And a welcome, Tony, your first time in the cave. Thank you. Wow, that you so much could have sounded me. so much better. Um, <laughs> uh, so what we are actually doing today, folks, is having a Homebrew Havoc round table. As you may have noticed... The four of us do a show together called Homebrew Havoc. We all play mm-hmm. characters in said show. Mm-hmm. I wonder how badly this episode is going to go because we've just let ourselves loose now. There's no Not to control us at the moment. Quality, yeah, we haven't even to- we haven't even told Paul what we're going to be talking about. So. Um, Let's let's try and behave ourselves. Um, maybe like a teeny weeny little bit. I don't know. Yeah. No, no worries. Um, so what essentially, as I called us before, we have become some sort of four pillars of the TTRP community. That's a big <laughs> statement, but I'm standing by it. I <laughs> I'm not it. sure. Maybe I'll like yeah. a maybe like a half crafted stump. Uh, in my case, but, maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm happy. Like yeah. the mighty yeah. oak. We are I'm, destined to grow I, large and strong. I, I am happy to be a partly crafted stump yeah. right now. That, that's I'm going to change my, my change my Twitter profile. Just say TTRPG log. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a good one. Yeah. Just log, log TTRPG. Just a, just a log. Yeah, TTRPG underbrush. So, yeah. first question. <laughs> First question I want to throw out to you guys, and I'll start with um, Tony first because you are new to this debacle. Um, what was your inspiration for Cadis? What drew you to the Eladrin? What drew you, or Eladrin, Eladrin, however you pronounce it, and the Sorcerer class? What drew you to that? And what made you think of how Cadis become about the Genesis? Um, so the elf thing, I fully can't remember how elf came about. I was thinking about this last night, um, knowing that we were doing this today and knowing that this sort of question would probably come up. And I was going, I can't remember. I have no idea why Elf was the one, um, to be 100% honest. Uh, Sorcerer, however, is because I I really, 
I prefer the magic users over melee. Um, I really enjoy like the mixture of the both, so like the rogues and and or like the arcane tricks to rogues and um, mm-hmm. like druids and clerics and stuff. They're cool. But yeah, I wanted to play a a magic user, and I really liked the idea of the sorcerer and that being kind of innate magic rather than necessarily like learned magic or magic given to them by the gods or what have you. So I thought it would just be quite a fun um, class because. And also, they get crazy powerful spells, especially now we're like level. Well, we not, we're level nine now. Nine, nine, I believe, level nine. Nine, yeah, that's fun. I like playing mm. a level nine sorcerer. That's very fun. Um, yeah. Cal, are you are you actually level nine, Cal? Have you leveled up to level nine? I don't know. I, I haven't leveled up since episode four, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 20, 27, something like that. 20, 28 or 29? We're 20, yeah. 29 was on Thursday. Yeah, yeah. I don't so think those basically... deserve to level up, to be honest, based oh, on his performances in combat. Yeah, so yeah. basically you've been like level four or level five. Like that many you you yeah. say you're based on your performances in combat as if the not levelling up hasn't had something to do with that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and that's be. my excuse and I'm sticking with it. Okay. <laughs> I was just going to say, what was it about specifically like the, the, the lightning, the, the storm sorcery type of aspect? What was, what, where did that come from? So, um, I, cause obviously with the, with the Homebrew Havoc, one of the kind of, I can't think what the word is, but like things that we needed to have as part of our character yeah. was a homebrew element, whether that be a class, subclass, species, what have you and i i was i was quite into D at that point but um i didn't really kind of i wasn't really as experienced as i am now because when i was it was probably about a year ago i reckon since we mm-hmm. since since this conversation happened which is mad to think about um but yeah so i thought i don't really want i don't feel confident home brewing something myself so i'm going to look at subclasses um some like homebrew subclasses that were already available and I found this one that I really liked the idea of, which was Primordial um, Sorcerer, which was created by a creator called R Squared on uh, Reddit. And yeah, it was basically you picked uh, at the, right at the beginning at level one, you pick one of four uh, elements that you're going to choose from. And I was going to go for Fire um firstly that was going to be that was my first choice originally I thought really cool like she was always going to look the same like this kind of like buff elf with a little white Mohican and stuff um but with but really fire based rather than lightning and then I realized that that a fire based sorcerer elf was literally a the exact same bald elf as well was literally a character on Roll the Damn Dice at the time. <laughs> and my friend Luke had lit- was literally playing a sorcerer elf mm-hmm. whose main main abilities were like fire-based um, magic. And I was like, I can't do that. That's too obvious. So I thought, oh, I mean, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, can I just copy your homework? I'll literally. Things, so can I copy your homework? And um, I, I didn't clock, I didn't actually clock onto that until I was really thinking about it. And I was like, Oh my god, I've made Arian. But <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. Well, you have to change that. So I just changed it to lightning instead because I thought that was actually a really cool um 
element as well. Although now I realise she's basically just Storm from X Men. Um, yeah, but Storm from X Men is fine. Cool. So I'm yeah. kind of glad that you actually changed it because I think the dynamic between Kiva and Cadis would have been very different if you'd been yeah. fire related because Kiva is terrified of large fires. Um, obviously, yeah. being part dryad. The forests, no forests and fire, mm. no, mm. maybe right. not. Dry wood so, burns. <laughs> uh, so that dynamic would have been very, very different. I think she'd have probably been terrified of you. Yeah. <laughs> also, dry wood no. burns is an absolutely brilliant character name. <laughs> yes, oh, it is, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> to be honest, I think it's it's a probably a good band name. It's like my album's yeah. out in the summer. It's dry wood burns. We've got like a, it's a ten song CD. <laughs> nice, just can't going. wait for that. I'm about yeah, pre order that right now. It's yeah. very folksy. So, um, to Callum, question nah. for you, similar question for you. Yeah. With um, the dodo, I'll call him the dodo. Yeah, um, why not? Why, why a monk? Why a drunken monk? Why a monk? Why a drunken monk? Um, first and foremost, I wanted to play a fat owl. So, there we go. Um, as for the drunken monk thing, um, I'd never played a monk before, and I thought, yeah, that's cool, because every time I've seen someone play a monk, it's just been like, you know, constant, throwing out loads of punches and flipping around, and I thought, yeah, that's cool. I thought it'd be even cooler if a fat owl was doing that. So, yeah, let's do that. Also, the drunken thing, um, I didn't want to make him like just like, you, I mean, the whole point of homebrew havoc is like there's homebrew stuff, and we do things a little bit differently around here. So thought... Why not make him like a tavern owner slash brewery owner? So he actually harnesses the power of alcoholic drinks um, mm. to influence his fighting style. And then he takes a drink and different types of drink have different uh, effects on him in combat. Um, yeah, I thought it'd just be like a, a unique take on the whole drunken monk thing, like learning the powerful properties of booze and just going out there and kicking ass, even though he hasn't really kicked ass so far. But yeah, that was the thinker behind it. What are you talking about? I think he's kicked ass. I love him. I think he's great. Yeah. I kind of liken Dodo to a sort of emotional support owl. Yeah, emotional support owl. He's not very supportive, though. (laughs) He's an emotional owl. He's he's a very emotional owl. But he's... um, yeah, he's good fun to play though, and I, I do. You know, I will be tweaking the the, the stats and mm. things because obviously I, I I made the the brewery monk subclass of monk myself, and there's so many problems with it. I need to go back and change it. Just tweak and, and stuff okay, obviously like going to keep the main principles. Like if he has like a herbal liqueur, it heals and stuff like that. If he has a whiskey or something, then that has a different effect. All that's going to stay, but I'm just going to make him a bit more um, uh, capable of staying alive. Um, <laughs> I think I think that might help. Um, but yeah, uh, I, yeah, I love playing Dodo. He's an absolute blast to play. I like the idea of a herbal liqueur healing because. Yeah. That means that Jägermeister is a healing brew. Exactly. Slow Just gin. like real life. Yes. Yeah. Slow gin. That's what it that is. Yeah. Slow gin. Bramble, well. Bramble whiskey, actually. That's a good one. Ooh. Very mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very fruity. <laughs> so <laughs> what I liked about Dodo was that on the one hand, he comes off as quite brusque and businesslike, but 
he's at, he actually seems to me, now I'm just saying this on my perspective, it seems that he's actually a bit of a secret softy deep down. Yeah. yeah. But what things... gets, why doesn't he like being hugged? Because he's very, in the beginning, he was very reticent about Kiva hugging him. And obviously Kiva's a massive hugger. Like, I'm going to hug everyone. I'm just going to hug this tree. I'm going to hug that squirrel. I'm going to hug this big fat owl who clearly looks like a giant teddy bear. And I love him. Or, oh, no, okay, not. No hug. Why right? doesn't he like being hugged? Yeah. I will Why not answer he... this question as <gasps> things will be revealed. Ooh. Oh, it's part of the backstory. Ooh. You heard it here first. Wow. So there, there is a re- there is a reason, a deep and meaningful reason for not liking the hug. Yeah, probably. Or I've just made that up because I don't actually know. And I'm just going to leave it to Paul to just make some shit up. It just yeah, sounds, sounds good. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to hear you guys go, ooh. ooh. <laughs> yeah, no, there, there is a reason. And, um, yeah, I don't want to say because, you know, we're, we're just starting the second part of season one. And, um, yeah. But as you can see, he's becoming a bit more open to being um, uh, embracing people. I think he's hugged uh, Kiva a few times when he things have got heavy. Things have got heavy, which is a massive thing for Dodo, and um, Kiva should do well to remember that. Really, because uh, oh. for Dodo to to embrace someone in such a way is uh, quite a thing for our yes. chubby business owl. She is going to very much remember this because I think for, I know. Kiva was very surprised when Dodo was like, I don't want to be hugged, kind of thing. But uh, he's, I, I love Dodo. I think he's wonderful. He's just, he's just such Good. a grump, but he's such a lovable grump. He's like that yeah. grumpy old grandpa that you just, he's not he a is. grandpa. You, he's him. grumpy, but he's easily like upset as well. There's things that yeah. you're just like, you know, it, there was, I think there was that moment where, I think it was the guest episode with um, with Hooli from Heroes and Hooligans, and um, he was briefly turned into like this absolute hench, muscular um, owl for a bit, mm. and and he was loving it, <laughs> and then suddenly he got turned he got turned back into his regular chubby self, and he looked down and he like burst into tears, and he was like, "I'm fat." Oh. That's what he's like. He's a very emotional owl, so he yeah. will always uh, be Fabby Dodo to me. Yeah, damn right. No, I love Dodo. He's a legend. Um, I hope he lives. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> hope he lives. Uh, oh, well. This so, is a round table, then. I think we should go with... I think we should find out what Shiv's answer to that question Hell yeah. Because, uh, Absolutely. What was the question? Well, the questions you asked, where do they, where, where does, where do they come from? Where did... Because where oh. uh, I don't know if we've actually... I actually cannot remember if we've actually mentioned this in passing before well where hawthorne came from yeah well hawthorne the genesis of hawthorne gathered by the fireside kids <laughs> let me tell you a tale um <laughs> it's basically is uh i've always wanted to play a cleric in the long-term campaign because i always think they're quite best oh they do a lot of stuff they can get a lot of stuff done they're healers they can wade into combat they can buff people and all sorts of uh, chats so that's always been quite cool um so i played a couple of different classes in a one-shot once and i was like the cleric i kind of was drawn to and the badger thing because again like like tony said it was homebrew so i was like badger cleric why not and i would think i was i don't know where it came from i think i was a lot of like nature programs at the time or whatever the course may be but i was just like yeah badgers are kind of cool 
um, and can be quite cantankerous at times. Bit so, of spring watch going on there. Yeah, a bit of spring watch. And I think I always remember if, I mean, some of you may not know this, was a, there was a cartoon many, many years ago, The Animal from Barton Wood. Yes. And, yeah. yeah, if you remember that. And the badger I, uh, was yeah. the wise badger, the one that was like the sort of helpful to the group and that sort of sense, which Hawthorne isn't. Anymore. That was my intention to be <laughs> sort of yeah, like, I, I loved it when the Bachelor like, Farthing would smash yeah. that window. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was going to be like the grandfather, he'd like take you under his wing, give you advice. And now he's just turned up to, into an absolute reprobate. <laughs> I'm not really sure where <laughs> I went wrong. Can I, can I ask why that was? Why do you think it was? What What's made him, you know, go down such a slippery um, slope? I would say a lot of that has to do with his backstory and the betrayal and all that sort of stuff. And I think he doesn't really know who he is anymore. You know, seeing his brother again and all that sort of stuff. He's very conflicted in who he is and who he's become. Because let's face it, he was a badger, a devout follower of the Dawn Lord. And then his brother comes back into his life, who he thought, you know, was either dead or nowhere in Antirso. Um, so I think that was a lot of it. It's like, oh, you come back to my life. Now my friends, which he doesn't have many of, now my friends will know my backstory. Hence, like, will they accept me for that? We'll know. We don't know. So it's that sort of confliction of like, now I'm sort of like slipping into my old way, or am I still? It's, it's it's that confliction of the old life meets the new life. I think. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I love Hawthorne. Hawthorne's a legend. <laughs> also, <laughs> I, I some I, I, like last session was so funny with Hawthorne. It was just like, yeah, I just smashed the church window, and it was just <laughs> like, yeah, of course you do, because you see a, ma- a window at the moment. Like it was the portrait shop. I think you wanted to yeah. smash the window there. <laughs> Yeah. Has he got something against glass? Or... Well, I think it was because, basically, <laughs> um, the portrait window, I don't know why I wanted to smash that. I think I was just like, there's just like, cause some chaos. Um, yeah. But obviously, being a healer, I was like, I need to get, like a paramedic would, I need to get in there at any, you know, cost. Yeah. And I was like, smash, let's get in there. And, um, yeah. And because yeah. it's not a church anymore, he's like, ah, oh, fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> that's, 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 wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. There was a church that's now a museum, so he's like, "Well, I'll I'll smash through the window. This is not gonna. I'm not gonna get any bad vibes from this. It's absolutely fine." They've already yeah, desecrated absolutely. it as a museum anyway, so I'm in the clear. We're fine. Yeah, we're fine. It's all gonna that's be cool. fine. What about Kiva? Oh, yeah, Kiva. Um, I have an obsession with uh, fairies and fae and things like that, as uh, some people may or may not have noticed. There's a big thing. I'm very into my fairy lore and uh, things like that. So that was basically I was like, I want to play a fae. I know. Let's let's just pick a dryad because dryads are cool, and dryads are cool in fifth edition as well. So that sounds like fun. So I made a half dryad because I could. So I made a, I made up a half dryad stat block, and I said I want to do this. But then her. Her bard subclass is actually one that I'd been sitting on for about a year. I had mm. uh, originally made um, an arcane chorus wizard. And Ooh, okay. I never got to use it. I never got to use it. I made it for a campaign that I was playing, um, but I never got the opportunity to put it into the game. The um, the uh, DM was quite reticent to do so because, oh, it might not be balanced. I, well, that, that's the point of my asking you to play test it. 
I don't know if it's balanced. It, I, I'm looking for your help here, you know, but it, mm. it never came around. Because I'd already played a wizard in my other campaign, I thought, I don't want to play a wizard again. Oh, wait, I made this for the bard as well, because I thought, well, arcing chorus, singing, you know, that makes sense to me. So I had already made the arcane chorus bard, and I thought, well, homebrew havoc, now's a good time to play test it, I suppose. And it just oh, made yeah. sense with yeah, the dryad. It just seemed to fit. Yeah. And awesome. then from there, Kiva became the nudity loving monster that she is. <laughs> Yeah, she's a legend as well. Do you know what? You're all, you're, all the characters are really good, and they've made to some amazing moments, some really funny moments throughout the whole thing. And um, you know, I think it's a very the, serious moment as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah there yeah. has. I mean, yeah. that's part of what makes TTRPGs DD good, you know. And and why we keep playing them all the time is because um, they offer everything. Pretty much, you know. So, yeah, yeah, there's been some serious moments, especially I think Kiva's had probably some of the most serious moments. Um, one episode, unfortunately, where Ailey wasn't actually there. I wasn't even and, there. Kiva still hasn't heavy. even properly responded to that, you know. So yeah. that, that's happened. And I'm obviously not there. And I'm mm. like, oh, there's a really... Mm, there's a really, really big thing going on here. Really, uh, okay, because uh, Kiva doesn't know if any of you remember the story that she told you. What? what yeah, um, the the story of yeah. the the, el- the story of the Elder Dryad and the uh, the Chosen. Yeah, because if, mm-hmm. if 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 one of them dies and the other one dies, yes. And it's yeah. like they're like uh, they are bound. entwined. They're bound together. So she's not sure if everybody remembers, and she's kind of freaking out a little bit inside. Like, but if Daddy dies, then Mummy dies too. Hmm. And then I'm all alone. And it's like, yeah, yeah, but if I die, then they can just have another baby. It's fine. Nobody else has to die. Except everything's going to go wrong if I do. Oh God, my life is just, my life sucks balls. Just um, let me <laughs> let me just go and hug a tree for a while. <laughs> it's kind yeah. of it's one of those moments, and she doesn't want to say anything because she can't remember if any. She doesn't know if any of you guys remember what she told you. Mm. Do you feel the 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 thing that was told to us that you found out in a hilarious way because I thought that you would to- you were told what happened before the session so it was just like yeah. randomly bloated out in a recap that one of us did. Um, they did say don't it don't sacri- sacrifice don't let Kiva sacrifice herself to save her dad. That's correct. Yeah, that does it doesn't say that her dad <clears throat> it doesn't say that her dad necessarily is going to die though. Mm. Oh. Like it's, it's, that's a very, it's very, it's like it's not, yeah, it's worded very vaguely. So yeah. it's always. Ooh, I mean, but... could he be in danger, or you know, is it a case of rescuing him, or, or what? We don't, we're not quite there yet. It's, Paul uh... is a fan of the whole. Um, well, I didn't say it that way, or you know, the old switcheroo. From, he likes to sort of go well doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, like putting these yeah. little things, wording yeah. things in such a way where it's just like, yeah, he does do it that. It could be misconstrued. Um, 
Yeah. I think yeah. I mean what's well, I think what's important for me in that as well is that uh obviously Kiva talks about you know her home and oh she just yeah. I know everything there is to know about her home. I know everything there is to I know what the repercussions are going to be if shit goes down. And I'm sat there like, oh, my God, Paul, you better not, because then I'll have to rewrite my entire fucking novel, you bastard. <laughs> it's just like, well, if I could, I'm going to cry here. But it's, it's so stressful knowing exactly what what's upcoming as well. Mm. But then at the no. same time, not yeah. knowing what's going to happen, because obviously we we did um, the Zolaris. We did, yeah. we did yes. that whole big thing. And I, I'm, we're, we're all sitting here like, what the fuck, man? And I can't, I can imagine that that was how you kind of, how I feel about what's going on with Kiva is how you felt, uh, Tony, with all the stuff that was going on with the Zolaris. Oh my God, that was a stressful arc, wasn't it? Fuzzy <laughs> oh, hell. Because... Yeah, and, and, and I'd written kind of in my original back backstory for Cadis, she had a, a relationship with her parents was fine. Her relationship with her parents was like totally chill. Like they were a bit more like, yeah, if you could if you could come to this event and not get really drunk and start fighting any everybody, that would be great. But also like we don't really, you know, we don't really care that maybe you're not necessarily like what we, you know, what you'd want or like what a lot of people would want if they're like the perfect lady sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I kind of that was kind of the original idea, and then that completely changed. And it was like, oh yeah, your parents hate you. Like, um, how did that make was, you feel? Oh, um, <laughs> page no, I mean, as a player, as a player, your backstory is one way, and it gets presented to you another way. Where you kind of like, oh, this is a different take on it. This is not what I expected. Yeah, it was. It was. It was kind of. Um, it was unexpected, obviously. Um, um, but it worked. It worked well for Cadis. I think. I think it, it definitely worked well, and how it ended up, what it ended up becoming, worked quite well. Um, and like, it was just very, it was very cathartic. Especially that last episode of the, of that arc was very cathartic as a as a yeah. player, um, and for Cadis as well. But yeah, fucking hell, I wasn't expecting <laughs> how heavy it was going to get. It was heavy yeah. and it was stressful. Um, mm. Yeah, no, it was good. It was fun. It was a lot of fun to play it, play it like that. Hmm. It was heavy and it was stressful, but I loved it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was really, it was, yeah, it was very, it was a lot of fun. It was awesome. It was, it was. It was one of those moments, I think, going back over the series, what we've done so far, that is one of those seminal moments of, like, where everything started to click as a player and as a role player as well. I think. Um, the question I want to ask Tony was, and this confused me when, I, when you introduced Cadis, I was like, shouldn't she be a barbarian? <laughs> and you're like no she's a buff sorcerer and I was like interesting take <laughs> yeah because she's also crazy squishy and has like yeah. no health points and like the lowest armor class of I think every yeah. other player and yet yeah. she is definitely like, strong the biggest <laughs> the muscliest character um yeah so I don't know just thought it'd be a laugh on it uh yeah, I mean it's it, it works glamour muscles um yeah. muscle. I think I think in another in another life Cadis would probably be a fighter of some thought or a multi-class of sorcerer and fighter but I know Paul doesn't like multi-classing so that that mm. will, it'll never be but it um in my head that would work 
beautifully for Cadis. I'm just uh, going to yeah. slide in that... here and say Eldritch Knight. Yes, Eldritch, Yeah, Eldritch Knight fighter. Yeah, something like that would be really cool. Uh, so we got that that magic. Um, but obviously the magic, the sorcerer element was then written to the backstory. Um, that was... So that was that was me. I I did the whole like oh only one per ge- one one uh person per generation has these like inane magical ability. Um, yeah. yeah, inane inane. That's the right word, isn't it? Inane. Um, inane. 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 That's inane. it. Not inane. God, these inane yeah. magical abilities. Yeah. Oh my Bothering. god, they're so boring. Just so rubbish. <laughs> um, these... I don't want magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So these innate magical abilities being mm. once per generation that was like a whole thing and then like so I'd, I'd kind of come up with that um and I had the idea that Cadis's aunt I can't remember if it comes up actually but Cadis's aunt her mom's sister has the powers in those generations um in that, in yes. that above generation yes I, I I remember that actually because because we discussed this because we were like is that why your mum's jealous because the aunt's got the power and she didn't and that's how it worked and is that then, what I sent her down the yeah it's all yeah. speculation yeah and then her daughter's got them and mm. her daughter's kind of pissing them away on doing mm. shit because it's funny or whatever like obviously not Just now like out. where Cadis yeah. is now that's definitely changing and she's definitely using kind of her abilities and stuff for good and now her no like her actual political power as well um yeah, mixed in with that and she's she's changed a lot hasn't she since the first uh, episode <laughs> i would say she's probably changed the most from the possession one to now mm. i think the rest of us have changed bits and pieces but i think she's had the broadest change so far <laughs> at the moment i think cadis has had the the most full arc though really where these things will happen you know the majority of uh, the first part of season one has been you know and and paul was saying this you know it's we're we're doing this hilarious because he's got ideas and 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 things and and um it was awesome i loved it and and of course cadis is going to change um somewhat going through all of that stuff because it was it was absolutely yeah. wild. Like there's so many so much family stuff going on, and that last speech you did, um, it's probably. And um, I hope you don't mind me saying this, but it's probably one of my favourite TTRPG moments in a game I've ever been involved with. Is when you did that speech. Oh, well, I would not that... mind you saying that, Cal. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Um, it felt good. It felt good, yeah. like yelling at these imaginary people. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> my imaginary parents. I took down my, my imaginary parents. Oh god, it it feels good. Yeah, yelling at these imaginary people who've made your imaginary person so sad in the past, and like being able to hmm. yell at them. And um, but yeah, it's just a nice. It like I say, very cathartic, and being able to just actually like let it all out, um, and be able to yell at. I don't know. There's something about having these really like emotional moments when there isn't actually any real life consequences at all, and like you can just yell at these like or like it's like when you hmm. fight like combat in D and D or any TTRPG is so fun because you get to just go like You're crazy with it, yeah, crazy go, go ape shit, go ham. Hmm. But it doesn't matter because these things are not real. They're not. They're not real. But you wouldn't. You know. You wouldn't want to do that in real life. You wouldn't want to start beating some beating up some random guy because of whatever. Like in real life, yeah. that would be no. bad and terrible and very illegal as well. Actually, but um... yeah, <laughs> very very <laughs> illegal. Also, 
also, I would yeah. feel bad about doing it in real life. Yeah. I couldn't do it in real life. I'm, I'm going to be honest. You can't say that. You can't say that. At no point in real life has it ever crossed your mind. I really wish that I could just punch this guy right now. Oh, because yeah. he's talking. You know, when they're talking down to you, or or you know, just generally being s- stupid. It's like I really oh, wish yeah. I could punch this guy. But you can take that frustration home to your TTRPG table. You can encounter that asshole at the table. And you know what? You can actually just release that frustration. And that's that's yeah. that's yeah. kind of oh. nice, I think. Because nobody so gets that's hurt. why that NPC was called Callum. <laughs> Right, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, working in retail, you get a lot of it. So it's a lot of just like, yeah, <laughs> taking my work into my D and D time and just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But wow. I think I think that to me that showed growth as well as a player. Your your role playing sort of um, outside of like the damn die stuff was like you grew as a player at that table doing that moment you came into your own yeah you had your own sort of like moment and you you smashed it out of the park it was amazing to sit back and watch and be like don't get involved this is not my moment this is not our moment this is all tony go for it it's like yeah. you were front stage and you you smashed it and that's that's great to see because at these tables <clears throat> excuse me you want to see players grow and, yeah. and as they're as they're playing and you don't want to see the same character continually for 29 episodes so to see where Cadis is now from where she was is great. And I can't wait to see where she's going to end up. Is it going to go back to like things go bad and she becomes a drunk again? We don't know. I hope <laughs> we not, but yeah, no. you don't. We, we, yeah, yeah. you never know. Yeah, exactly. I, I know yeah. as well, we started with a, a badger arc, a badger arc, a, a, a hawthorn arc. And then the it took a, arc. <laughs> the woodland, yes, the, the woodland critters of uh, of Antirsa. and hmm. it. But it suddenly seemed right. So, from my perspective, I don't think that went the way that Paul was expecting it to go. And I'm wondering what the rest of you What's guys think on now? that. Well, oh, I kind yeah. of think. Yeah. I think that. Paul was expecting you to want to go and save your dad, Hawthorne's dad. Well, but obviously no, that's that's not happening. And I kind of, I kind of, that's that's what I mean. It's... Now I know we've discussed this, oh. Shiv, but yes, when that opportunity came up with the option of. Do I go and jailbreak Hawthorne's dad? Did it ever cross your mind for a moment to go and do it? No. Straight away, instant no. Because to me, <laughs> the way I was thinking as Hawthorne, in looking at his backstory, like what would be the benefit of this? He doesn't like this guy. He was abandoned by him. He hurt him emotionally, physically, whatever. So if you take that in a real life sense, why would you go out of your way? It's like basically having a toxic family. Why would you want to integrate yourself with that why would you you know um so to me i was like well what benefit is that for me to, to, for hawthorne not me method um <laughs> for hawthorne specifically to yeah. sort of like i am the character no um for hawthorne specifically to go and break his father out what would where, where would that end what would be the point of that? and i just didn't see there was a payoff for him as a character going forward to do that because 
in his mind, he's just like, mm. yeah, let him rot. I don't see the point of this. Now yeah, he, he did some shit to you, man. It was it was. And that's what I mean. Heavy. Yeah. On the flip side of that, you got as soon as Colin was taken, Colin the mini fridge. You're bam. We've got to get back that because, fridge. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like... That's what it means when you have a group of friends. Those things are your found family. <laughs> so they mean more to you than some dirtbag who basically. And again, I wrote it from a perspective of grief does weird things to people. So grief has affected him. He lost his wife. He has two children he's got to look after. He hasn't dealt with it very well. He has to survive somehow. He's gone down a path he shouldn't have gone down, and he's raising his children not to be good people. So when that mm. came to a, a, a crossroads in the story where they, <clears throat> not that story where he attacked someone they shouldn't have, and they got their asses kicked, essentially, he showed his true colors. He became a coward. He ran away. He ran away. And there was that whole, you know, as I wrote in my backstory, there's a lot of the jealousy between like the son, oldest son and all that sort of stuff. So when that happened, he was like, you're getting in my way. So he had, so Hawthorne has to go because he's having no influence on his youngest son. Like he's trying to drag his youngest son away from this lifestyle and he can't have that. He can't have nobody. So he's gone mm. from having a full family to then losing everybody. He can't have that. So that was where I, I sort of got that from. And I think looking back and then having the, the church save his life and all that sort of jazz. It was one of those situations where you're like, well, what would be the payoff for this? He doesn't like this guy. He thinks he's dead. He hopes he's dead. And now you're like, no, let's break him out of prison. Why? There's no real benefit to them. That's how I approach it. I don't know what you guys feel, how you guys think. Discuss. <laughs> Discuss. <laughs> I think yeah. it's a little bit, um, for, for me, it's a little bit, Not awkward necessarily to make a comment on that because, well, it's it's not my place to say really. But I think for, from Kiva's point of view, she absolutely 100% understands the way that um, the way that it's gone, the way that Hawthorne has has uh, chosen to go with this. In her mind, there is this little thing about because because for Kiva, obviously, her dad is like her world right now. So from her perspective, yeah. if she didn't have her dad, she doesn't really know where she'd be. She's always had mummy and daddy, and they've always been there, and they've always been good. And in her eyes, this whole thing, this whole stabbing your own son in the back kind of thing. That's just dog shit, man. I'm not being funny. Kiva's like, what the actual fuck? <laughs> Why would and, somebody you do know, that? Honestly, yeah. I mean, it, it's one of those things, isn't it? It's not from, like we've discussed before, Aileen, I'll tell the other two guys. It's sometimes in life, and it's, this is not, it's like a metaphor. People close to you will let you down or they'll betray you in some way or whatever happens in life. That's the sort of thing. So in that perspective, it's like, why would you keep inviting this person back into your life if you don't need to? And that's the sort of stance he's coming from. Now, I don't know what Dodo feels about that or what Cadiz feels about that. I'll have to put it to you guys. Well, I think Cadiz is pretty kind of like she knows that families can be shit, as we've discussed 
mm. previously. Uh, so she's like, whatever you, whatever you think, mate, whatever you think is the best course of action here. Yeah. Like, if you don't want to bust your dad out of jail, which I, I definitely agree with because he seems like a twat, like, let's not. And I think she was very much on that side. And I think she was very much on a, I don't really want to. I think I, uh, Tony's a player. Um, so me was like kind of, oh, I don't know, because I don't want, because I was very aware that I'd had a really, really massive arc previously. And I kind of was like, oh, I don't want to say no, just in case that kind of, um, not ruins, but that kind of like takes away you shiv as a player's opportunity to have yeah, that yeah. big arc. I get it. Yeah. So I, I think from that point of view, I was a bit more like, oh, I don't know whether we should say no or if we should if we should do it so you get that opportunity to have that hmm. arc. But I think Cade as a character was like, no, let's Definitely not. This not. guy sounds awful. Yeah. yeah, and obviously you've run into his brother and you know what he's like. And you're like, well, the dad can't be much better if this is the sort yeah. of scumbag brother. And- yeah, um, and, and yeah. then Paul Paul kind of reassured when because I said I, I think I mentioned that in like Discord or something, and I think yeah. Paul then reassured me saying, "Oh, if you guys don't want to do this, it's fine because we've got I've got something planned a bit further down the line." So then I was like, "Oh yeah, no, definitely not. Let's leave this guy to rot in jail." Yeah, definitely. And what's yeah. Dodo's thoughts? Or a Callum Dodo, as a player? Well, Dodo as an owl, he would <laughs> as an owl. Who? Oh, very good. Oh, we'll end it on that, Sorry. shall we? Yeah, well, um, thanks for joining us. <laughs> we can't be there. <laughs> Dodo is cool. like, oh, God, no. It's been a hoot. Um, oh, hey. that's, that's one one. Um, Tony, you'll come back strong. I don't think I can. I think that's it. That's oh, it. Uh, right, well, okay. Um, what was I saying before owl puns? Owls. Uh, uh, no, not owls. <laughs> owls. All I can think of is owls now. Everything is owls. Nations. Owls. Yeah, apex prince. So owls, 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 owls. Mm. Um, yeah, Dodo would have thought from like a um, – he hasn't got much of a frame of reference in terms of like relationships with um, – because his family um, would have been his master who taught him the ways of the brew, the, right. the what's led him to – be the to harness the power of drink in his monk fighting um so and you know that relationship was always really really good so he wouldn't have that frame of reference but from where he is now in terms of like seeing what uh hawthorne's gone through and everyone else dodo would be thinking um you know whatever's best for his friends you know he'll support them in whatever they're doing so if if hawthorne the badger says no, we're not going, or no, he's a scumbag, or whatever, mm. he's going to be like, yeah, Hawthorne's, he trusts Hawthorne now, as he trusts everyone else, so he's going to just stick with the gang and do what they want to do, because his frame of reference is his people around him who he's got close to, rather than family experiences from the past. Yeah. And that's the and thing, for, is, yeah, go yeah. on. I was going to say, as for me, I mean, uh, as a player, Everything you've said about Hawthorne's dad, he seems like a complete dick. And yeah, just mm. let him rot. Yeah. I'm, I'm um, not going to lie, though. Yeah. A, part of me, a part of me wanted you to break to agree to breaking in just so that I could see you punch the shit out of him. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> there was a part of me that um, wanted you to say yes, just so that you could go in there and beat the crap out of him. Because I thought, well, that'll be... You know that that will be an end. Certainly, you don't have yeah. to. You know, break him out. You just break in. No. And 
smack him around a bit. And there was that dream sequence, though. The Halloween yeah. special. Right. Yes. The as, oh, yeah. As I was not involved in much of that dream sequence, I have so many questions about this because I... I didn't get I, I didn't get to do this. I didn't see this. Did you guys have any clue what Paul was gonna do? Like did had he warned you at all? Because no. those, well, those no, things no. You, you were shown. He would, have had, <clears throat> he would have had something for you, but you rolled a Nat 20. So there was yeah. there was obviously there was he had got something because it wasn't in the, it was in the same yeah. episode. So yeah, there would have been something there planned for you as key. I meant like I meant like bef- when we got to that point. I meant like, did he send you any messages during the thing? Because um, I've done no, it. In, no, I've no. done it in my groups where if they have dream sequences, if it starts to get a bit a bit iffy, I will send the messages and say, okay, well, what's coming up's a little bit like mm, just you know, I'm just warning you, kind of thing. Mm. But no, I didn't hear anything. And no. I also believe. I think he that- nailed it. I think Paul said that he'd completely improvised some of them. Like, so I don't, I, I think there was a couple, he said that there was some of the dreams that he he kind of improvised like on the spot and hadn't really got anything planned for. Um, I think mine yeah. was improvised. I'm pretty sure he so. said. Yeah. yeah. Right. I think so mine the... might have been actually. Thinking about it. See, I can't remember. What but, got uh, at this about... point, I don't think he does any planning, to be honest. No, I'm not sure he does either. Um <laughs> See what kind of claims <laughs> as, as an outsider looking in during those, seeing those things was really quite not stressful but worrying for me because I was seeing I was listening to things that I was like okay, okay, I'm getting a bit freaked out by this now because you you was you was Kiva or you was Ailey? No, no, me as a player, because I was like, hang on, there's all, this, there's all this stuff going on, and I'm feeling a bit like I don't know if that maybe I felt like I was uh, put in an unfair place because you guys were being um, put through all these um, wonderful horror tropes and things going on and that. <laughs> I kind of felt what like specifically were you I felt a little bit what's the word I'm looking for right so I was sitting there thinking okay how are these dreams going to impact everybody going forward and how much is Kiva actually going to be able to do to help because Kiva doesn't know anything about any of your dreams. Nobody said anything. So as a player, I'm sat here really knowing true. your knowing your horrific dreams. And I'm like, I can't do a thing about but, it. <laughs> I, I, I think it, the thing about it was is that it was a Halloween special. <clears throat> so it was kind of like uh, from my point of view as a player, I I would have thought it was more like you know, a freaky one-off thing that just happened. And, like, those dreams, I thought in the end was kind of like, it was kind of like, I can't remember what it was, something was messing with us or something. That's what I I got from it, rather than it having any sort of um, meaningful impact. Rather than, apart from the last bit, um, which obviously led us on to the, the 
episodes Following coming. Episode, yeah. But but as for the Halloween special itself, I think it was like I think it was more of a, a horror experience rather than something to be to to really drive the narrative of Homebrew Havoc as a whole. Mm. I think I, I think it was like a one off thing rather than um, you know, you saying if Kiva would think this, that, uh, you know, or wouldn't know what we've gone through and stuff. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm probably not making much sense, but I don't make much no, sense I'm, anyway. I, I know what you mean. No, I know what you're saying. <laughs> no, I, I know what you're saying. Like, yeah. It might be totally separate from the rest of the campaign. It might not have any impact at all. I, like I, thing that I got the feeling that that was kind of the intention, unless it does come back and then that horrific dream that Cadis had, <laughs> if that comes back to <laughs> any sort of... Um, wasn't it she had a kid with Kronk or uh, something? Two kids, two kids with Kronk. Her parents were back. So, yeah, so her parents were taken... She saved her parents from jail, or, like, her mom and her brother from jail, and they were, like, really happy, and they all lived in a cave together. But the entire entire city of Valor had um, risen against Cadis because she'd let them out of jail. Uh, she also married Kronk and had two kids with them who, were never, who by, at the end of the dream, killed Cadis by stabbing her in the abdomen yeah. which is yeah. cool of them but yeah, i have very, to very ask cool. very kind very nice thanks for that <laughs> how much of of that was just <clears throat> paul mate like grabbing at straws and how much of that is actually from maybe cadis's own fears because or any something that you might have given to paul because um... What I've discovered about Paul is if you give him a if you give him a twig, he turns it into a fucking great spear. Ah, uh, I don't <laughs> the I think the parent thing is probably like the I think the big thing that Paul would probably have gotten from Cadis is probably the her letting her mother and brother out of um prison and right. the entire town turning against her. Basically, I think that would have been the big thing. The kids thing with Kronk, not sure where that came from, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, it was fucking terrifying, but it was like, it wasn't, it, I, it never, I don't think it was anything I've ever mentioned in game or as myself. I think that was the point. I think the point I think was, it was, it was just, just terrifying. Um, I think it was just meant to be a creepy thing that was on, on Halloween. Uh, that's creepy, what I think. Kids. creepy kids. I don't think Halloween. there's. I don't think reading into it too much, unless mm-hmm. you know he does want to throw that curveball in there and make it like this big thing. Um, you Whoa, know, Kronk just turns up and gets <laughs> someone. <laughs> I mean, shit. But, yeah, but now, I think. Uh, yeah, but that kind of and then makes me feel like I feel a bit bad because I get the whole "don't let Kiva." Even though I didn't engage in any of those things, you know, I didn't. I didn't have a, one of those dreams because um, my dice loved me that day. And I'm kind of there like, <laughs> if you guys had these dreams and all that and it didn't mean anything, I kind of feel bad because, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, it just feels a bit unfair to me. But I hope something comes of it, like some scary, more scary shit comes of it, because I quite enjoy seeing everybody's face when the creepy crap happens. Not going to lie. I enjoy seeing <laughs> you when... No, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he may he may use some of that to yeah. sort of drive on some bits. He may not. I don't know. It's not for me to speak to. But I do think Hawthorne's one specifically was more, I think, as I was listening to it, as it was playing out, I was like, this leads into more of his brain than anything else. His, his sort of um, an inability to sort of uh, keep calm under a situation with two people he 
doesn't care for and it's like yeah i'll i'll if i have to i'll do what i have to do to get you out of my life and that sounds extreme but in a moment of you know uh, rage then stuff happens so i think whether he uses that again i don't know but as we were saying before i think now hawthorne has a motivation to go to the prison as we experienced in the last episode if you haven't watched it and listened to it go listen to it yeah we have a moment there where other people are involved and his thinking and i maybe you guys are along the same lines is innocent people are involved now i have to step in if it's just him on his own i can give a fuck could care less but now because of innocent people are involved now i have to do something because this is not right this is not a situation that's that's right mm. i think uh, if we're looking at it from paul's point of view and sorry i've had a few tech issues during this whole thing so apologies but if um if we're looking at it through Paul's point of view, um, he te- he, a lot of he's kind of been you know testing the waters of it. Like, what mm. what 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 is your intention? He's probably thinking, what is his intention? Your intention with Hawthorne? And yeah. you know, he, he he puts that that little feeler out there to say, like, would you go and rescue your dad? Like, what you know, he didn't write take? your yeah, he yeah. didn't write your backstory. No. So he he he's he's gone. I mean, would you be willing to forgive your your dad? And that's why he's gone. Would you rescue him? But now, since that you didn't, you know, you and you weren't going to take him up on that offer based on your backstory, mm-hmm. he's gone. Right. Well, Hawthorne will go if there are other people involved, as you said, other people in danger. Um, so he, you know, it, it's good DMing because it's like it's, you know, but you put those things out there. And then you go, right, it's learning what makes each character tick and what people want to do with their characters. And then you can develop it. And he goes, and he's learned to go, I know what I can do to get him back and do this. He, he's, he doesn't care about his dad. Dad. His dad is dead. His dad. He's dead. He doesn't care about his dad. He doesn't care about his dad, who is very much alive, by the way. Yeah. Um, he doesn't care about his dad, but he will care about the citizens of, of um, Balor. Or battle ballot about more, whatever it is, um, you know. Um, and but think, yeah, so yeah, so so props perfect. props to him for that. Yeah, I think that's spot on. I think that he wasn't going to budge. Now you've made something for him to budge. It's, there's that's how it, you know, it's the unstoppable force, the immovable object sort of scenario. How do you get him to yeah. move? Well, now you've got a reason. What you comes got, you, of that? I don't know. Yeah, you I learn what your players are will care about. What makes mm. them tick? What makes them? What prompts a reaction yeah, from them? Exactly. What motivates them? And then you do that. If so, because not all of it's going to work. You know, not all of it's going to get you to want them to go to the prison, for example. Hmm. But, some, but there will be something that will, and it's finding that thing um, that will make them go spring into action. Anyway, I've rambled yeah. on enough, but I just want to say props <laughs> to Paul for for, oh, yeah, for no, yeah. that's, learning that's that. Perfectly explained. I think that, that's yeah. that's exactly the point. Um, now, what is um, we kind of, me and Ailey kind of talked about this, the relationship between Hawthorne and Kate and Eva, um, those K names, God damn them, um, yeah. um, before. So what is Cadis's relationships with Kiva, with Hawthorne, Dodo, and then we'll go on to Dodo as well, they're his relationships. Where, what does she think as a character of the others, who she closest to and all that stuff? Mm, well, um, 
Well, I mean, the Cadiz and Dodo have known each other for years and years and years. So that's always mm-hmm. going to be, I think, I think she'll always probably view Dodo as probably the closest person I group purely because they've, they've always known each other for fucking ever. And like, it's, it's, you know, they've always been mates. Um, so she'll probably see Dodo as definitely like, you know, the closest person she's closest to. Um, I think she'll probably, with Kiva, I think she definitely, she loves Kiva. She really loves Kiva. I think um, it's nice to have another woman on the team. If you, you know, like, there's always, you know what, it's like, you know, yeah, like you. It's a sausage factory. Yeah, like it's always, it's always nice to have another, another. Wow. Um, like, female presence um and i think she just yeah i think she just really likes kiva and like wants to make sure that she's you know okay because um obviously kiva's clearly like gone through some stuff um recently and i think she just wants to kind of make like look after her because she's obviously not in a particularly i mean i don't want to like speak out of turn but I think it's best to say Kiva's probably in a bit of a more fragile place than she would be otherwise and would I be right in saying that Amy? I I think she probably doesn't even realise how fragile she's feeling right now I must be honest because she's never had that she's never felt like that because where she grew up Mm. it was all happy and you know everything was lovely and, and everybody loved each other and they cared for each other and nobody ever stabbed each other in the back. So she's looking at all these things yeah. going on and like people murdering each other and people murdering the people beneath them and people trying to murder their own sons. And the, the fat owl won't give me a goddamn hug. It's like to her, that's yeah. all like, yeah. what the hell? Priorities, is- yeah. Well, yeah. she doesn't. To be fair to Kiva, this is a completely different realm to her, for her. You don't even call it the same name. You don't even call her realm the same thing that she calls it. So you know, she's like, "I what? You call it that? Okay." She's just clue. She's clueless. I'm clueless. Yeah. I don't know anything. I'm so confused. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. in that sense, would Cadis see Kiva as like a little sister? Um, maybe. Yeah, because. Um, yeah, probably because obviously Kiva is older than all of them combined, I would imagine. Mm. But also yeah. in terms of maturing, and <laughs> in the the based on the age of a dryad and where um, Kiva is in compared to that, like for a dryad, she's not an adult yet, is she? Because she can't. I know she can't. No. She does have anything. So she yeah. is. She is technically a child. Yeah. So yeah, she's technically a child or like a teenager kind of young. So I think there is a bit of that possibly because Cadis never had a sister growing up. She always had brothers and like, yeah, I don't know. I think maybe there would be a little bit of that potentially. Um, But yeah. And then Hawthorne, she just thinks Hawthorne's a bit of a laugh. And even though he's very (laughs) angry, it's quite funny. Sometimes it's quite funny watching him go mm. and then also yeah with the like with the with the now the the ensuing alcoholism i think hawthorne's getting now oh can i get a hammock to go please is that possible um <laughs> drinking away the pain <laughs> yeah i, I don't know she, she, yeah she's got a lot of time for all of them i think she she really likes all of them i think they're definitely like 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 um like found family definitely because yeah 
I don't think she would have really had many like close-ish friends outside of her well outside of this group of people like even even when she was younger like any of most of the friends she would have made I imagine would have been more like oh my god you're Lady Zaleri this is really cool yeah I'm friends with Lady Zaleri rather than actually being friends with her because they like her it's more of a Mm. oh you've got social you have like a high social status and political (laughs) status and you're rich and all this stuff oh we can have we can we can go on a ride on your yacht how fun um, rather than actually being like, oh, we can hang out with Cadis. I like Cadis; she's fun. Yeah. Like it's it's definitely more of a. Precisely. So these these are people who she knows likes her for her because Kiva um, would not have known. I imagine when she first met Cadis, probably wouldn't have known of her political standing because you've ne- you've you know Kiva wouldn't Kiva lived in the museum. <laughs> um, Hawthorne clearly doesn't care about any of that. And Dodo, she's she knows likes her. Well, started off Except liking those, her because yeah. he she basically spent all of her money with him, and then eventually was like, actually no, she's a, she's a, she's all right, she's all right, um, he's all right, keep her around. Apart, yeah. apart from when she broke his fish tank, <laughs> yeah, but still the fish was still alive. That. The fish was still alive. I bought a new one. I she bought a new one for him. Uh, I've decided just now. It's like, I know it's antique. I know it's antique. It's canon. I love how it automatically went to, I bought you a new one. I bought you a new one. It's like, I did. I swear. I know it can't replace. It was antique, the original. And I, you know, I can't replace that because, you know. An antique fish. An antique fish tank. Um, (laughs) Yeah, the fish was fine because you luckily were happened to be cleaning it at that point. So it's okay. Um, but yeah, so she knows that this group of people are actually her friends because they want to be her friends and not because, um, well, mainly they want, they're her friends because they were kind of thrust into it. This, you have to find all of the artifacts or we're going to arrest you for stealing them all sort of scenario. But then they've become friends, um, like mm. actual friends, like throughout that yeah. period of time. So yeah. Yeah. This kind of works in that sense. And Dodo, what does Dodo think of the others? I think you're all a bunch of dicks. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, he, he loves you. Say that, everyone. <laughs> he lo- <laughs> yeah. See ya. See ya. No, he, <laughs> chat. No, he, he, love, he loves you all. He yeah. really does. He's, uh, um, I think, yeah, I, I second what Tony says. I think he's closest to, to Cadis because of the amount of time they've known each other and, Frequent drinker at his tavern and all of that good stuff. Um, fish aside, um, but I think that um, <laughs> I think he and Hawthorne had a bit of a frosty relationship to start with, didn't they? They, they were sort yeah. of like they they had a, a few moments where they I don't know they had like little spats now and again, and I for the life of me I don't know why. <laughs> I, I think no it idea. was that thing of I don't I can't remember why, but I think it was that thing of like surely in a friend group not everyone gets along at the start. There's always yeah. that. Like, there's going to be some friction there somewhere until you go. Oh, actually, no, he's all right. Yeah, maybe that I was th- it. I, maybe that was. But the now thing. he's definitely grown to really like Hawthorne, and he's yeah. you know he's he's a good pal. He do do loads for him and all mm. that. As for Kiva, I think he's been quite protective of Kiva. Like whenever someone's like said something bad, he's like jumped in. He's like, "Don't you talk to her that way?" and stuff like this. He's done it quite a bit. Um, but I would second also the sort of younger sibling sort of thing, to be honest, with, with Kiva. Hmm. I think he'd um, want to look after her and make sure she's all right. Because, you know, let's not beat around the bush here. Um, Kiva often seems pretty 
freaked out by the world. <laughs> so it's like you know, protecting need... someone who's just like completely out of yeah. it in the world and what it's about. And, exactly, yeah. yeah, you know, and 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 need some comforting now and again. And um, I think that uh, you know, D- Dodo's been here, there, and everywhere as part of his backstory. Um, and um, you know, he 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 knows a lot about the world and. Quite a lot of people know him, so you know, taking mm. him under his wing, literally, yeah. and um, look after her. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm just going to point out oh, here: good. this is something. This is something somebody said to me um, that it's wholly possible that Kiva has never seen like a Pomeranian or anything like that. What? So, oh my god! Can you? All right. So, put it. Let's put it this way: in the in the Feywild, so they have. It's gonna. It's this is gonna sound weird, but in the Fey world, they don't have the like. You know, you've got the variety of cats and dogs and all that that we've got. It's not like that in the Fey world because all of those cats and dogs that we've got, humans have bred to be that way. And obviously, in the Fey world, in Kiva's mm. world, that doesn't happen. They don't breed them to be like that. They just are. You know, the the nature takes its course. Nature does its thing. So. She's seen mastiffs. She's seen hunting hounds. She's seen corgis because fairies apparently ride into battle on the backs of corgis. Did you know this? They this do. is crazy stuff. And oh, yeah. So she knows what a corgi is and she I knows like what a visual. mastiff is <laughs> and she knows what a hunting hound is. So those little skinny, long-legged things that just dart off and it's like, whoa, how quick is that little bastard? But if you put something like a Pomeranian in front of her, she's going to be like, what the fuck is that? What is this? But she'd love it though. I'm uh, going to message probably... Paul now and say, "Please bring in a Pomeranian." I just want to see his reaction to it. It's hundred percent. It just made me think when you said that Kiva's like absolutely baffled by pretty much everything. It, it actually occurred to me she doesn't know what half these things are. Like you're diff- all the different types of pony. No idea. They're just all horses to her, and you know, if somebody Land said, boats. "Oh." Um, yeah. A great Dane. She's got no idea, and it's that to me is quite funny because <laughs> I know what a great Dane is. I know what these things are. What great Dane is. <laughs> yeah. She has absolutely no idea, and I thought I was a bit worried. I must be honest that that might get a bit annoying for everybody because obviously Kiva's not got a fucking clue. She's got no idea. She's completely clueless, and that that did worry me. I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm going to lie. It worried me that I was actually going to annoy you guys with her ignorance. No. But doesn't that make you want to protect her more? But like, she's completely, she has no idea. So we got to protect her at all costs. Yeah. I think that's what it makes us do. It makes us want to, it makes us want to care for you more in a, in being vulnerable in a strange world. Mm. There's no, no annoyance about it. It's that sort of thing of like, don't wander off. Stay close to me. Don't talk to anybody you shouldn't talk to. You'll be fine, yeah. and we'll get through yeah. it. And that sort of make sh- make sure you wear clothes when you go outside. Yes, that's yeah. Don't talk to anyone called George. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's like fifty percent of the population, so that is that is covered, true. Yeah, you covered um, like all people. So. If you did a census, the, the male population name would be top of the pot would be George, and then yeah. Schmeichel, and then Schmeichel, <laughs> and that's it. There's no other yeah, names, and that's it. And it's like, wow, what. Obtuse, weird, soft train. Way nineteen. Named. I want. I want to get a T-shirt that just says ninety-nine percent George, one percent Schmorge. The, 
be a Schmeichel in a world full of Georges. George. Yeah. Yeah. 99% George, 1% Smorge. Smorge. There you go. Smorge cycles, may he live forever in our memories. He's not dead, but... He's not dead. He's just, you know, another NPC that's a little bit more interesting than George. I um, can't even remember yeah, this guy, I, mean, I must be honest. I, I think, Who was this guy? I think Schmorge <laughs> is the um the head lead. Peterson, wasn't he? Oh no no, no, no Schmeichel Sh- Peterson. Schmeichel Peterson. Schmorge was the person who Cadis ended up putting in charge being the manager of the mines because he was like ah. when when she when they all like rescued that bunch That's of miners it. who had been like crystallized he was like kind of stood out as a bit of the leader e person so he kind of that's um... it now i remember oh he was the yeah, foreman because, funny something. enough yeah. yeah yeah something like that so he became yeah he's kind of like the manager of the mines and cronk is kind of like the manager of the full the whole zalari industries business yeah the other of. one was the portraits his name is Schmeichel Portraits, along with Pete's, and his last name is also Portraits, which is fucking yeah. weird. They're, they're brothers, so of course <laughs> yeah. they have the same last name. God. No, it's the yeah. fact that the last name's called Portraits. I mean, that, yeah. I think that yeah. was just... I, I actually think that was just... just like, Whoa. I think that was just Paul... Running out of just things. Just having a, yeah, having a of, moment. Well, the thing <laughs> is, I know for a fact, because I've spoken to him about this, he hates the fact that one of us will go, what's your name, NPC? <laughs> he hates it. I know he doesn't. told me before. He's basically saying, oh, I'm, I make a point to do it every yeah, time. Every time, every time we meet someone new. What's your name? Do you yeah. know Big like, Glenn? Yeah. So like, do you, do you go, we to... we named that NPC? I'm pretty sure we, we name half the NPCs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The ones that aren't called George. That was the moment Mostly where I was just... like, "What was his name?" And I just went, "Big Glenn." <laughs> and everyone was like, "Yeah, that's." His name. <laughs> and I was like, "Why not?" Just of it is. Big yeah. Glenn. That though, I think that's that's the big DM thing though, isn't it? Naming NPCs that you create this Hmm. whole thing and you've got the really you create the interesting NPC, you describe them and they're all like over there, this wonderful thing and everybody wants to know the name of the little barmaid or whatever. I haven't made that up. Yeah. (laughs) I haven't made Uh that crap up. I don't know. Need a need a name generator, quick as could be. Isn't that why we did that? He's like, fuck's sake, stop asking. Uh, it's Sh- Michael Barmaid. <laughs> Michael Barmaid. <laughs> to be fair, all surnames are like, they're all surnames all come from like True. actual professions like Taylor, uh, Baker, the, yeah, Black, uh, Smith, all of these things. So, you know, Portrait I mean, is a very feasible I mean, it, surname. Can't really it's say anything because this. a portrait shop. I can't really say anything yeah. because the surname I use actually means heretic. So, um, hmm. <laughs> uh, pain, 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 pain actually means heretic or uh, pagan. Go. So, that's, yeah, <clears throat> one of the fun, fun factoid go. for you. Random weird shit that actually I only know about because I'm sad and delved into it. Uh, anyway, every time Ailey hops on the Discord chat now on Homebrew Havoc, I'm just going to be yelling, heretic! 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 heretic. 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 Um, and I'll be like, damn course. right, because I am um, a, a damn right pagan here. Come on, bring it. Bring me the fire. True. You know. So, <laughs> thinking of the campaign where we're up to at the moment, 
what were the moments that you were like that completely caught you off guard that you were like what where's this going do you have anything that comes to mind or anything that's like this is absurd i don't understand how this fits in anything the portrait shop yeah well that straight is, up that, yeah that, that is freaked on to, so i so that was we were in the middle of the zelleri arc we were like, you need to go to the mines at night, uh, which kind of kind of led to basically the climax of the whole arc. Um, and out of fucking nowhere, we walk past this portrait shop and there's like, oh, by the way, there's four portraits of you guys in there, but they're definitely not you. Jeez, I was, I, cause I was so... freaked you out. <laughs> it, it did, it did. No, no, no. I I was like because I was in the middle of this arc. It was very. It was quite a stressful arc. It was quite you know there was a lot. It was very tense. There was a lot going on, and then this out of nowhere. And I was like, I don't know what that fucking means. And it's really quite scary. So I'm just going to pretend like it doesn't happen. Stop Hawthorne from breaking in because it means we can have to explore it more. Because I just don't have the. I'm I need to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Going going on in every other aspect of this session so far like and then this bloody portrait shop and i was like i have no fucking clue what's going to happen here and obviously now we're starting to explore it a bit more and it's it's still quite it's disturbing (laughs) it's still quite creepy and weird but like in that moment i was like really kind of freaking like it did freak me out a little bit i was like oh my god what is this what why 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 i have no i haven't got the mental capacity for to deal with this as well like can we just go to the mines please i'm so exhausted from those areas i've done i can't deal with more shit like this (laughs) yeah like nah this is not the time for this sort of like shenanigans right now in a way i think it's good sorry to cut you off i just want to say it, it now is like what was that all about now it's got me intrigued like where does this go now we've got changelings like what the fuck what's going on and they could look yeah. like anybody now. It's like, not just us, but anybody. Ooh, it's just yeah. very, I mean, I initially thought it was a throwaway sort of red herring, but now I think it's becoming something, which I think I is think cool. But back to your point. The, other, the throwaway red herring, I think, that's happened, that I don't know if, I'm wondering if anything will come of it or if that was just a bit of a laugh, was when the portrait shop appeared in the middle of nowhere, like mm. just outside the capital, like in that massive field, and then it disappeared. And yeah. I'm wondering, is that is that is anything going to come from that? Is that just a big old I red herring? So. Was that? I hope so. Yeah, I really do. I, I want to actually see Schmeichel and Peterson, and well, because it cursed me, didn't it? It cursed because I bought that portrait, that yeah. god awful image um, of an octopus or something, and um, it cursed me, and they started changing color. And then me and it was being... just to say it was a cat that was drawn like an octopus. <laughs> oh, was it? Octopus, um, yeah. And then. Me... Yeah, and then me and and then Cadis and Kiva had this really like in depth conversation about Cadis's like heritage, um, uh, heritage, and like oh, like her ancestry of being an allergen elf, and maybe she's changing color because she's finally be- getting more in touch with her allergen side. And it's like no, 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 it, the hentai cursed you. That's what happened. Um, <laughs> cursed hentai. Have that cursed in your campaign. hentai. <laughs> wow, there's some yeah. things you never thought you'd sit here in your D and D campaign. Cursed hentai. <laughs> Um, my, to be on my list first of... a little bit probably I mean yeah probably think, think the list of weird shit that I've hit, heard in campaigns I've been in just grows longer every time I uh, I join in in homebrew havoc I'm just like what the fuck alright that's going on the list weird shit for memeing later there's just an awful lot of it I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say like 
putting your balls on that pe- on that pastry. What the hell? I think it's justified. There's no no choice. <laughs> she threw that out immediately as soon as you left the bakery. Like Gladys, oh, she must have done that. Out. You know, she must have done. Yeah, or she just. What if you or... never came in? Oh, or she was just like, "Oh, that's lunch for me." Oh, <laughs> it's the oh, only way out of the shop. Oh my god! Oh, that is worse. Ew. That is worse. Ew. Well, then we realise okay, there's so... like a Gladys Dodo romantic arc that we're not aware of. That she's like just pined for the owl for all these years. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'll message. I'll message Paul now. I'll yeah. get that in there. No worries. Okay. <laughs> So, what, what, okay. what, about, ha- what about you? What, what about Callum? Go on, sorry. Go on for what? What? You say no, it, it can wait. It can wait. I was going to ask something else, but it can wait because it's, I, I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, Callum, what's your, what, what, what's your, like, weird moments that you've gone? That's bizarre. That's odd. There's been some really weird <laughs> shit. Um, I'd probably say the Bush van of Antioch. <laughs> Oh yeah, the noble bushmen. Yeah, the noble bushmen. Because popped up. Oh, it, we were like walking along, and, and Paul just randomly goes, "Oh, there's this um, guy over there, and he's challenging you to do something." Riddles, and it was something, like a yeah. drinking contest or something. Yeah, and he's like, and he wants to give you three wishes, and he was like, "Why? <laughs> well, we Why them? Ask them where the fucking um. We still got two two wishes. We can, yeah, we've got two. We can just ask them, like, who yeah. the doppelgangers are, where are they? Yeah, who are they really? Turns out, like, like there's this whole mysterious group of, I'm assuming they're naked, because why wouldn't they be? Just naked noble bushmen like, all across the land of Antioso yeah, who randomly jump out of bushes and grant you three wishes <laughs> as long as you can complete their mysterious task. I, just, <laughs> I, I, like... I equated that to like, that random like, in Skyrim where you've got the weird quest giver. He's just like, do you want to do this for me? I'm like, no, I'll come back to you later. <laughs> That's weird. Just like, uh, sure, we're, we're, all right. Yeah. Well, I, I, uh, that was weird. I wonder if they're like behind everything. <laughs> that could be hilarious. That noble bushman. That noble bushman was the master, Clint Farrow. Yeah. Oh man, oh, wouldn't that be a turn? That would be so funny. Yeah, but yeah, that that, that was that was weird because it just came out of nowhere. Like we're just walking down the road, and it's just like, yeah, there's there's a guy in a bush. So yeah, yeah it's anyway. one of those moments you're like, <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> What's going on? I thought it was just yeah, it was just funny. I'm like, yeah, that's good. yeah anyway, what are you, you going to ask? Just one of many. Yeah. Well, I what was just ask, wondering Ailey? if. I was just wondering if there's anything that anybody wants their character to achieve in this second half of um, ah. thing. Because of, yeah. I, I, Kiva's got what she wants to do. Kiva wants to go home. Kiva wants to see her mum, you know. But what about everybody else? Is there something that they want to achieve, they want to do? What? What is it? What, you know, what? Yeah, uh, the- Dodo's wanted to, well, his whole thing, and that's why he, he, and I've said this before and other things, is that Dodo travelled here, there, and everywhere um, for years trying to find his master who disappeared because he woke up one one day, Dodo, and to find that he'd just gone. So he immediately set out, and he eventually gave up and settled in Griannadale and set up his bar and made a, made a living because 
you know, he'd been, he got fatter, he got older and he just gave up in the end. Um, but in the back of his mind, he's always thinking, where, where is he? Where's he gone? And, um, if he could come across him just, you know, doing the adventures or, you know, find someone or, or hear someone whispering in the distance that he could go and mention his name and then latch on to it, just something, anything lead that could lead him after many, many years to find him or at least find out what's happened to him or anything, then that would be what Dodo would want to achieve through have we, this. Have we heard his name? Part. We haven't heard, we don't know his name. We don't know nothing about this guy, do we? Yeah, I'm not going to say no, it no, either no. until the game. Yeah, that's fine. That's cool. I was like, wait a minute. I was just going through the whole memory going, I don't believe we've ever you know, mentioned it's it. It's Schmeichel. Oh, can you imagine if yeah. your master turned up to like he'd left his life as a brewery master and turned into a noble bushman of Antiers? So. <laughs> we just got yeah, to come he, he just he randomly jumps out and it's like, I grant you three <laughs> wishes. <laughs> it's like, where have you been? Uh, I gave up the brewery life. I could be asked to oh, become a bushman. Yeah, that's What about um, what about Hawthorne? And um, well, I'll go to Cadis first. What does what does Cadis want to do? What's her? Thing. Uh, oh, I don't really know, to be honest. Um, I feel like she's kind of got the big one, which is like, oh, proven that she is fully capable of like being uh, a leader, uh, like you know, uh, you know, uh, worthy of her title and all this stuff. Now that mm. she's actually like, now she's got it. It's kind of like, I don't know, like she's she's kind of got what she wants. Um, I'm sure she might. There might stuff might pop up in the next sort of half of the season where you know she's like, oh, actually, no, I want that as well. But so far, I think she's pretty content with what's going on. Or not like really because like everything's going to shit a little bit. But like <laughs> she's she's personally content. I don't think she necessarily feels there's anything that she wants particularly that's going to like fulfill her emotionally or anything i think she's just very much like a oh there's adventures happening i get to go do this this is quite fun even though it's like you know quite scary as well like this is it's Mm. you know i have that i have i'm able to prove myself as a leader i've got all that i am there the lady zaleri now but also i get to go on adventures with my friends uh which is quite fun as well so i don't know i got it all yeah i've got it all that's the book of Cade is closed. Retired character. Yeah. I've done it. I've completed D and D. Thanks very much. <laughs> no. Um, what's Kiva's then? What's Kiva's thing? Going home. She wants to go home. Kiva wants to. Because um, uh, so for Kiva, time is a very strange thing because obviously time time in her home is very different to time here. So she doesn't know if she's been gone five minutes, five years, five centuries from her home. So when she gets back, it could all be different, you know, things. She she knows that her mother's still alive because her father's still alive. But what about everybody else? What about her friends? What about the the rest of the little the little saplings that she was uh, that she was growing up with, you know, what What's happened to all of them? You know? Are we not your friends, though? <laughs> Put on the can spot. You... What about us? <laughs> <laughs> she can see what you guys are doing. She can see that you guys are okay. But you have to put think of it from her perspective as well. Really? <laughs> this is, um, yeah. she doesn't know, she doesn't even know or didn't know why she left. 
And this war that she was supposed to have stopped yeah. happens like several cent- seven centuries ago in Antirso time. And yet she was born right when everything started, when the Clachdoon first came to Antirso. She was born around then. So it's all a bit screwed up so she, from her point of view. And she's she's frightened. So she, that th- she thinks we're dicks, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's frightened because she doesn't know what's going on. She doesn't know if everybody's okay. And she wants to go home mostly because she wants to make sure everybody's okay. You know, she wants to see people again. And you were the first Are friends that she's you were the <laughs> first friends that Kiva made in Antirso. She spent nearly a year mm-hmm. in Antirso, but actually didn't yes. make any friends in Antirso yeah. before well, meeting you guys. Yeah. Matthew and Fernando being the exceptions. You know, it was just her and her dad for ages because it was scary. And she doesn't quite know how to balance that. She doesn't know how to balance the the life she has now and the life she had because, yeah, she wants to go home. She wants mummy. She wants to see mummy again. Who wouldn't, you know? She suddenly lost something really important to you. You want to get it back. But on the other hand... She, she doesn't know how she got, got there at all. She's aware that Daddy brought her there um, and that Daddy brought her there because... Uh, daddy was aware of a prophecy regarding her but oh, there's still so much right. that she doesn't really know and it's like i don't understand shit but <laughs> nobody's telling me anything and i'm so confused this is just me on a daily basis to be honest but um yeah kiva's completely so, like from kiva's point of view i mean with regards to Dodo, Hawthorne, and Cadis. I mean, where do we stand in 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 Kiva's um, plans? Like, are we are we? Because, like you said, like time is like different for. I mean, are so, we considered different to what people would be to Kiva in the Feywild? So, Kiva is functionally I mean? immortal. Kiva will only die if she is physically killed. She can't, you know, she doesn't die of old age. And on the one hand, she is very much aware that one day she's going to lose you. And that terrifies her. Okay. She doesn't want to, she doesn't want to lose things. She's already lost mummy. She doesn't want to lose friends. She doesn't want to get stuck in the Feywild, uh, stuck in um, Antirso for 300 years and actually watch her friends pass away around her. I think if Kiva had her own way, she'd just kidnap you all to the Feywild and keep you there forever. Um, That's fine. Which is a very very Fey thing to do. I'm not going to lie. It's definitely a very Fey thing to do. She would absolutely kidnap you all and keep you in the Fey world so that, you know, she'd never have to lose you again. But at the same time, she knows that she couldn't do that to you because that would be mean and would take you away from your families. So she's kind of torn. She, um, very, very torn. She wants. She loves you guys to bits, and she wants to keep you all safe and happy. 
but she's also frightened that, yeah, she's that different to you that it's going to be difficult. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, so remember, one one year to Kiva is nothing. Of... Yeah. <clears throat> It's... So, um, yeah, I think Hawthorne's thing is just basically peace. <laughs> just peace. Oh, no. Just peace on and tear so. No, just for himself and his friends, I think. I think that's, <laughs> that's the big thing for him and his friends and, you know, to make sure you're all okay and you're protected and things like that. I think that's the biggest thing for him is to make sure that, you know, um, you and you're all okay essentially and nothing bad happened to you um and you all come back okay because he has this protective nature he actually is for everyone to be fine and he can ride off into the sunset once he could just go off into the woods and never be heard from or seen again i think that's kind of like the lonesome sort of stranger sort of wanders off and they're okay um my work here is done Catch you on the flip side. Bye. And then walk off into the woods. Uh, I'm a bushman of Antius. Maybe, I don't know. Hell yeah. (laughs) Dodo Dodo wants a piece of that action. um, Let's do it. But the question I just thought of just then is if you had to retire your character, let's just say you go, I've done playing Cadis, Kiva, Hawthorne, whatever. Where would you go next? Do you have an idea of what you would do next? Let's just say we've got to come up with characters for season two. Do you think you would want to carry on as the character you are, or do you want to explore something else? Oh, there's always ideas, man. Yeah. There's always ideas. Yeah. Of, I would potentially like maybe to do like a sort of revised version. And people um, who watch Dombu Havoc and stuff wouldn't know this character, but Shiv and Ailey would. Milton Keynes. Oh, yes. Milton. Milton Keynes is uh, an older uh, cleric mm. uh, gentleman. Uh, I would potentially like to take him on a, a an absolutely wild journey. Just this this old dude. Um, yeah, obsessed with frozen fish. Um, yeah, that that's a weird one. Uh, there's more to him than that. But, yeah. Um, I'd like to flesh out that character because we used him in a one shot, and he I, he was really fun. He sounded like um, David, uh, Attenborough. Like David yeah. Attenborough, like 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 yeah. David Attenborough, but high. Yeah, um, <laughs> it was very much like <laughs> who are you again? Sort of <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was good. And it turns out that like he was the grandfather of the princess at the end of that one <laughs> shot and stuff. It was yeah. like, <laughs> and yeah. That, that was, it was really, it was really good. Uh, and you messaged me, like, can we do this? And I was like, yeah, why not? It's only been 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> this, 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 this crazy old dude just, like, turns out to yeah. be royalty or linked to it. Yeah, that was fun. Some princess uh, I'd like princess, to do Milton. Yeah. yeah. Milton, Milton Keynes in a full campaign. What about you, Tony? <laughs> oh, I, I don't really know. I think I'd probably go for something with a bit more melee. Mm-hmm. To it, just because, uh, just something completely well, just something a diff- completely different. So maybe like the Eldritch Knight potentially, yeah. but like a different character, maybe with like a different personality and uh-huh. stuff. Um, I'd want. I think I'd want to go something completely different. So like I played Cadis, and then I'd want to go for like yeah, 
if I was if I was playing a different character for this campaign, having just played Cadus, I'd want to do something. I think I'd want to do try and do something completely different mm. with it, and not um, just to kind of I don't know. One, it'll be it just keep interesting. Uh, I think playing one character and then playing like. Because if I made a character that was similar to Cadis for the next season, you know that they're just a second-rate Cadis, <laughs> and I'd want—I just want to do something completely different. I wouldn't—I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to try and do something that I've already done. Yeah. Uh, or I could just continue playing Cadis, I mean, depending on how yeah, what happens falls. with season two. Yeah. Maybe an older Cadis if it's like a time jump thing, because obviously she's an elf, so she's she's one hundred and thirty-five mm. at the moment. So, you know, she could get to a point where she's like really like she's, you know, maybe like three, four hundred. So she's a bit more older, she's a lot more mature. Potentially go down that route. Yeah. Um I I don't know, just kind of I think yeah, if I'm not playing Cadis, I want to play something completely completely different. Uh whatever what that is, yeah, I don't really know because there's a lot of options there. But uh yeah, I think it's something I need to think about. But yeah, yeah. I don't really know. Because I always wonder about that when you play your characters, do you get, like, after a while, you're like, yeah, I've kind of done everything I can do with the character, so maybe it's time for something new. And that's why that question gets, what about you, Ailey? What would you choose? Would you continue playing um, Cadis, Akiva? Uh, no? So many Ks. Or, um, no. I know, I, just, just once, swap character sheets and we all fuck yeah. about, tends to be each other. Um, once totally once Kiva gets back to the Fey world, so... Um, Paul is aware of this, but Kiva is actually a character from my novels. So there has to come a point where Kiva leaves. There has to come a point where Kiva doesn't come back to NTSO because in the novels, you first meet her in her home. And she's much older by that point. So she's older. She's got kids of her own by that point. And it's wow. like, so I know. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has kids. Yeah. Kiva Kiva's gonna be a mummy one day. That's gonna be frightening for everybody. Um but um she makes it at some point she has to make it back home and she will stay at home and there's all these things that happen to her before the novel begins. So I know that once she gets back to the Fey world, there is a chance she won't go back to Antiso. So I actually think that maybe, so I think, depending on what happens at the end, obviously, you know, if she can kidnap you all to go to the Feywild for a while, she'll happily do that, which may explain a time jump. (laughs) But, you know, um, but I think that I would want to leave, depending on what level she is as well, I would want to leave Kiva as is and sort of let that, bit in between Antirso and what happens in the novels kind of do its own little floaty thing and its own little obscure stuff. Just jump in and ask an apologies, but I've got to ask it, and this is a very difficult question. Yeah. But we could get into um, some sort of combat that may be too strong for for Kiva, and Kiva could potentially perish as is the rules... I mean, what I would have, you do if that happens? I have um, actually spoken to Paul about this, and there there are ways out of it. I'm not going to say, but there are ways out of it. So there are ways. There are ways out of it. But gotcha. She she's the kind who won't put herself in a position where she can't win. If she can't win, she will retreat. That's basically. That's that's basically what what you're taught in the Fey world. If you can't win, retreat come back later you have time 
time is on your side. (laughs) You can always run away. Um, But yeah, I think I'd play something different. I actually think that I would like to try out Mercy, who was the assassin, my assassin that I built for a one shot, but didn't get to play because I was in, I ended up stuck in traffic in Lincoln. And I quite like Mercy's oh, that idea. Was, that was Cal's one assassin. shot, I believe. That was, that was Cal's yeah, one yeah. Shot. I didn't get to play, but um, I made, I, I built her around this concept of the uh, soul knife. Uh, so obviously, as an assassin, that would mean her assassination attempts leave no marks. They also leave no weapons or anything like that. And I thought that was a really cool concept. That you know, just stealthy little shadow stabbing everybody in the night and that was kind of fun because that's completely different to kiva who is a happy-go-lucky and i was going to say that is so different to kiva it's very very different i think if you're gonna do if you're gonna play a game you should you know try try lots of different things and i haven't played a rogue in years it's been maybe 10 years since i last played a rogue so quite some time I've, I've dabbled in like one shots, but I've never run a campaign with a rogue. So I kind of want to give that a go. I think so. I absolutely love rogue. It's rogue such soldier. a good class. Yeah. I I love playing a rogue. That's what we did on, on Blood War that came to an end recently. On and um, oh god, it was such a blast playing. I played a rogue that could turn into a rat. And it was just awesome. You actually did <laughs> some real big stuff as a rogue. There were some big hits that went in because I watched Plates of Blood War. And it was, uh, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, I t- took down the killing blow on yeah, a, a dragon. dragon of some yeah. description um, so where I <clears throat> was on it, on its head, stabbed it, and ran along its spine. And, and it was an epic kill of a dragon. And awesome. I was all with the rogue getting some sneak attack damage on it. Oh, it was wild. Sneak attack is my, like... So I play a rogue on Roll the Damn Dice um, and a tiefling rogue on Roll the Damn Dice, mm. actually. And, oh, my God, she can be brutal at times. Yeah, the damage is insane. Literally dagger attack in the right place at the right time. Throw a sneak attack on there. We're level nine, so that's like 6d6. That's crazy damage. Extra damage. Yeah. And it's just... That is mad. And, it's ma- and because of the... I've got a homebrew weapon that's Paul Avery. Paul Avery uh, homebrewed, who's um, the DM for Roll the Damn Dice. Fantastic guy. Great guy, lovely guy. Um, So basically there's these armbands I've got and they are magical daggers. So I pull them out and um, it's kind of like an unlimited supply of these magical daggers. Because as soon as you throw them, when they hit, they'll hit, then they disappear. And if you, but if you like grab them from your arms and you hold them in your hands and wait to go, they just disappear as well. Like if you leave them for a certain amount of time. So that's mad, but they're magical. Ooh, so it's magical so piercing cool. damage. Nice. And I love that. If that's sneak attack, that's like an extra D6 magical piercing damage, which is like brutal. <laughs> but I love it so much. It's insane. That's I barely awesome. use any magic, yeah. even though I've like, cho- I went for a magical um okay, yeah, I can trick because I love the magic side of the of them. I feel like I don't even need it with this. It's so sick. It's I absolutely love it. It's so brutal. Um, for me personally, I think I would go full spellcaster. I've never played one properly. I think I kind of want to dabble with a wizard, sorcerer, warlock, that sort of thing. I think that's where I would go. 
I think I could lean into the water it's quite well. Really fun. Uh, but wizards. Are you going to reinvent Pierre Labatt? No, so I probably you're gonna, you're won't. Are going to reinvent Pierre Labatt? <laughs> yeah. Yes. My eleven-year-old character makes a stunning comeback. <laughs> no, my clumsy wizard. Maybe, but I'd probably just rename him um, because that's just absurd. <laughs> um, <laughs> Peter I mean... Buttocks. <laughs> that's his name. Um, <laughs> that's his no, new name, um, Peter Buttocks. I, I that's think. The... Yeah, the U- UK version. Yeah, hi. Yeah, um, I think I, I'd probably go that way for spellcaster because I I like the aspect that they can be squishy, so it's like they're always in danger at some point. There's always that mortal threat that they can just get one hit down, and that's them. So I kind of feel that kind of danger is would no, be quite that fun. literally happened to, that literally happened to Cadis in like the last yep. episode where uh Kawaii Tornado guest starred and I got taken down in one turn by some one of these shadow creatures yep. and yeah but it was and then I had to roll death saves and I got a nat one like, Shit. <laughs> but the funny thing is <laughs> when everyone when I got down and I went badger down everyone's face is like oh, shit the cleric's down fuck <laughs> what do we do <laughs> And I was like, I'm the first one down. And it's like, these monsters are far too strong for us. I'm down. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. That, was, that was because Paul thought we were a higher level than we were, though. So, Oh, yeah, he thought we were, like, level 11, I think. That was, a, think, that was a blood yeah. pool weekend. That, that was why that was. Yeah. So uh, I bless him. A lot of stuff, a lot of spinning plates. So I can understand yeah. why those sorts of things can, can get confused when you've got too many games going on. So I... That's fine. I mean, uh, to be honest, I would if we had, if Hawthorne had died because of that, I would have gone. That's fine. I'll come up with something else. You would miss him dearly, but I'm sure I would have come out with something better. But can you get better than yeah. Hawthorne? There's always ideas. Oh, Hawthorne's a legend, yeah. but well, yeah, that's true. Thank you for the, the healing word, whatever it was. Um, it so, was me. Have you got anything else? <laughs> the bard yes, is helpful. How, the bard is helpful. I've never played a bard actually either. So now here we go. You've heard it here first. This is what I want to do. Rooster Bard. Oh, yeah. Coming at you. That's where oh. I'm going. Oodalali is. Oh, there's always got to be a fox ranger. Fox ranger. <laughs> bear fighter. Bear fighter, fox well, ranger. Well, here's the thing. Rooster Bard. Paul is doing his um, Monday Madness, or whatever mm. he's going to call it. Um, where it's fandoms, <clears throat> and I would, I was thinking, I would love to do like the Robin Hood, <laughs> the, the animated Robin Hood. Robin Hood I'll be down Disney, for that. Where oh, yeah, you know that. you got the rooster, and, and you better believe that. I've found a rooster homebrew class, uh, race Hell. as well. So Hell yeah, it's, it's this close. There, there's um. Wait, you say you've got one? I you've found one. Sorted, yeah, I found you... one. Oh, you found yeah. one. So, because there's this amazing, um, there's this amazing five um, e like compatible source book, and it's called Humblewood. Oh yes. And oh my god, Humblewood's amazing. It's basically like it's like Robin Hood's no Disney's Robin Hood meets uh, is it Red? I can't remember what it's called. Redwood or the Red Wall. Of- Red Wall. Red. Yes, yes, that's the one. Yes. Yeah. 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 And so you all you play these like creature, these like little creatures. And I'm playing because I do it as one of my game on a Monday. I'm playing a little hedgehog at the oh, moment. Well, it's like more of a porcupine, yeah. but yeah, I'm playing this this porcupine druid. Um, Ollie, my partner, is playing a mouse sorcerer. Shout out to Ollie. 
Shout out to Holly. Um, we've got a two raccoons. One's a barbarian, one's a cleric. Nice. And we have a oh, an owl fighter and a finch. finch. Oh my god, what's Matt? Warlock. Oh. Sorry, sorry, Matt. <laughs> and it's it's really fun because it's such a cute adventure but it's um but yeah go. it's really fun to play uh, yeah callum if you're going to dm a robin hood version i will be the uh alan adale rooster bar for you. <laughs> but, yeah they've okay. got a but they've got a rooster oh, they've got nice. a, a, like a it's called a, a, a oh god i can't remember what it's called like a gallet gal gallant or Something, yeah. but it's like a chicken rooster dude. chicken, chicken, um, dude. like species. <laughs> yeah, and they've got lupin as well. Oh, nice! So, or like no, vulpin. Sorry, okay. so like fox. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, that might it's be the cool. system that's going to be used. For I would, them. I would. Yeah. Yeah. We have a plan. Well, it is it is D and D? It is D and D, but it's um, it is like all homebrew cla- uh, species, and there's nice. a couple of like subclasses in there that are all homebrew, um, non non. Big corporation stuff, <laughs> no, like uh, like a home. But it's all oh, it's all home. It's all so. good, of, of course. Yeah, but yeah, that would be. I'd be that'd, that'd be awesome. And I'd play a rabbit in Kesselbrad, which got a bit of a weird sort of like you're going to be a rabbit. I was like, yeah, I'm playing a fucking rabbit man in Kesselbrad. Take that. <laughs> Where this Why Tuesday not? I offered to marry the Burgermeister's daughter. So I was like, yeah, you want to marry Kesselbrad? I'll marry him instead. I'll marry her instead. I'll be the Burgermeister. How about that? <laughs> In a drunken adventure. Nice. But yeah, wow. that's cool. So, do we have any more questions for the guys, Amy? No. I think we're okay. I think we've, we've gone on for <laughs> nearly two hours. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. This is gonna it's been be so chill. Like, it's, it's been really fun. Sit down and have a chat. Yeah, I mean, and just we should do, we should do this more shit. often. We should just, just do this more often, I think. Why not? Why not? Homebrew Havoc takeover of two key apps. Yes. I mean, is there anything you guys <laughs> want to ask us before we go? Is there anything you guys have in your mind or have you kind of ex- exhausted all your options? I'm always tempted to do the burning topic of the moment, but I'm going to resist um, because there's a lot of stuff going down in the TTRPG world at the moment. It's never a dull moment, is there? But this uh, one is particularly no. bad. I'm not going to touch upon it at the moment. I might... Um, ask you another time. I may even put out a video myself, who knows. But um, I just want to say thank you again for having us on. Yes. And I would ask you, my question is, when can we come back and have a chat again? Oh. Yeah. Well, this could, this could be like, like, like I don't care. Yeah, this could be like a monthly thing where we go, <laughs> we're getting you guys back on to have a chit chat because there'll be more. Oh, that'd be It'd so be like fun. A, we could do it as sort of like a homebrew havoc after show type deal, maybe. We'll see. Ooh. Sounds good to me. Might be like discuss the happenings of, of Antirso and the world. Oh, as it is. Does this mean Maybe we've got even... to invest in cushions? We're going to have to invest Maybe in cushions. Go, go, I'm sorry. Get a Kofi. You've yeah. got to get a, get a, get a, um, we have a Kofi. A Kofi account. Yeah. We actually have oh, one. Guys, guys, lovely listeners, send all of your money to Shiv and Ailey so they can buy cushions for the cave. Yeah, it's a lovely yeah. cave. It is gorgeous here. Like, um, so but yeah, no, a bit some cushions. It's so it's, it's very the, warm. The lighting on the walls, got candles is, uh... going. 
the lighting on the walls is, um, you know, it's, it's, all, uh, it's all atmospheric, you know. <laughs> yeah, good acoustics. So no, we do have around a campfire. No toilet, though. No, basically it's just a yeah. hole. We just that's a what, hole. yeah, it's all good. you're just, yeah, just yeah. in a hole, yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, we, we do actually have a coffee. It's, um, oh, what is it? I've forgotten what it is because um, I did have it no in front of me. Us. and <laughs> I no. It's because I, I have the I have a brain the size of a pea and I remember absolutely nothing. Um, so it is da, 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 da. yeah, it's kofi.com slash two kobolds in a trench coat podcast because it wouldn't let me have anything shorter. So uh, two kobolds in a trench coat podcast. <laughs> Go over to there on Kofi. We are currently, we actually are fundraising at the moment. We're trying to get some hosting and a domain for our website so that we can actually yeah. look like semi-professional, like we know what we're doing, which um, we don't. We've gone from September to now and we haven't died yet. So, um, yeah, just, just send us a coffee. I don't actually drink coffee because it gives me a headache, but uh, send us a coffee anyway. And I'll, I will make Shiv drink them all. I'm sure he'll be fine. Yep, I don't need to sleep. It's absolutely Shiv's going to be <laughs> off the wall. Off my tits. <laughs> yeah, just going to be so, like smacking into the yeah. cave wall. Just dunk, dunk, yep. dunk. Get a rave but, going. Um, yeah, we want to thank Callum and Tony for joining us today for a leg. That's right, you're going to need a bigger hole. We're, yeah, we're going to need a bigger <laughs> hole. Um, and we, you will hear from them again. We'll have them back on. They're fantastic guests. Yay! And we yes, have been exciting. the four pillars of the TTRPG community. I'm, I'm, I'm still selling that idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're, we're basically, we're the best there is, and that's it. Um, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like a more apt, I feel like a more apt metaphor is the four horsemen of TTRPG, um, TTRPG community. <laughs> yeah. yeah, basically, okay we'll, bring, we'll, we'll bring this shit down at a moment's notice. Don't you worry. Um, yeah, so I've been war. Ellie's been pestilence. Tony's been oh, famine. And I guess Callum's been <laughs> death, I suppose. Um, no, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, oh so we, we have been the... Um. Two kobolds, well, four kobolds in trench coat now, so we complete the yeah. We are actually a fully formed wow. human being. So um, take that for what you will. And we will see you <laughs> next time. So goodbye, everybody. Yeah. Goodbye. See you later. Bye, guys.